0: Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real churches with real pastors facing real issues. Thank you for joining us today for the Harmony Perspective. It is a good day to be alive. So uh, guys, how are y'all? Alive. And it's a good
1: day. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's it's much better than previous episodes where all I get is good. I right? feel like
1: so. I wanted to start singing that. It's a great day to be alive. No time yes, Is that Travis I'm, Tritt? This is I a, this no is a podcast, not
0: the radio, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. If you We're think, not on here for singing, I can do If that. you think you're on, for being. on the wrong station, don't be turning the dial. So Um, We are excited to be with you today. Last episode, we talked about the idea of being a Lone Ranger Christian or Lone Ranger pastor, Lone Ranger leader. We still have the sound effects. Uh, So today, we want to take that and go a step further is what does it mean to be a Lone Ranger church? Um, So this idea of cooperation among churches. and, And should we be doing our thing with us four and no more, or did God design this to Uh, Look a little different Uh, Before we do We hadn't asked this question In a couple of episodes So uh, What's on the dinner table With uh, HelloFresh Mr. Roddy Absolutely nothing uh, fasting at the Roddy House? No, we had okay. to press
1: pause. We we had some scheduling uh, differences that came into the household. So we did make tacos yesterday. So okay. uh, it was Taco Monday, not Taco Tuesday. So yeah. uh, we did have some tacos with some guacamole, and it was good.
0: My opinion is... Stale um, taco
1: shells. Every but.
0: day is a good day for tacos. So it doesn't have to be Tuesday. It could be any day. I agree.
1: And uh,
0: we're For my daughter, it. every day is a good day for queso. Oh, <laughs> so. wow. I'm always
1: there, a bowl of that out there. Exactly. I am
0: with you. So, it is fall in the south, and the weather's beginning to change. And I just want to give a shout out to my beautiful bride. Um, it is soup weather for us. So, we love this time of year so we can make soup. She made white bean chicken chili, and it was very good. Um, so, and my portion
2: is where? Yeah, maybe yeah. next time. Yeah. Maybe next time.
0: So, uh, you know, soup cornbread some saltine crackers does it's, everybody know what cornbread is it, it, i is hope a, so that's
1: just kind of a southern thing it, isn't
0: it? if not you can uh you're gonna eat your cornbread <laughs> you can uh google cornbread so essentially it's cornmeal milk oil egg and uh, it's delicious. delicioso yeah it's very good so uh we're pretty simple down here at the harmony perspective so uh that's what we have on the dinner table how about the austins anything uh anything good lately
2: yeah, so um, actually, my mother in law has cooked several meals for us lately. It's been really, really cool, really good. We've had some chicken and rice, and some stewed beef stuff, and um, I did some Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes with gravy and stuff the other week. So we've we've been eating pretty TV good. TV dinners honestly. don't count. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. It was all that's, that's pretty
0: good. Uh, I heard a pastor uh, say one time, "It's uh, somebody else's mama's cooking." So we're always down for somebody's mama's cooking. So. You're right. All right. So today we're talking about cooperation and what it means to not be a lone ranger church. And and I just want to tell you. So uh, at Harmony, we're we're cooperating with the SBC, the SCBC, the CBA, the AKP, sometimes the YBA. What do all of these words mean?
1: Well, and we're a, we're a member of the. Southern Baptist Convention, of the South Carolina Baptist Convention, of the Chester Baptist Association, and most recently, of the Alliance for Kingdom Purpose Network. And so all of those are friendly cooperations between church partners who are like-minded and want to see
0: the gospel of Jesus Christ carried around the world. So one of our core values at Harmony is this idea of we're better together. So I think that's true for individual Christian lives, but it's also true for churches. For too many years, churches have been in competition with each other, not in cooperation with each other, right? So we want to make sure that uh, we're doing something to one-up the church down the street so that we grow and they don't. And folks, that looks nothing like kingdom work. Uh, That looks a lot like I want my kingdom built, not thy kingdom built.
1: And it just breaks from the the New Testament model. You look at at Paul's ministry as he went from the churches in Corinth and Philippi uh, and Ephesus and Antioch, and each of those churches would come together and give. Towards the the work of the ministry that Paul was doing Not for his salary, but to support other churches Chiefly the church in Jerusalem They'd collect money, he'd take it back there Because uh, the church there was dependent on those donations to keep going And so they cooperated together because they're on the same team Jesus Christ is Lord of all of us And if that's true, as he's the head of the church Then there's no place for competition Unless it's in church league softball.
0: Which, by the way, we dominate. So, um, <laughs> so biblically, there's an example of it. But let's talk about how that looks fleshed out in our actual churches. Um, so what does it look like for churches to cooperate?
2: So dealing with the student ministry, it's been really cool to see um, – partnering with churches from different counties different cities different areas uh for DNL weekends and for um for just different trips different things events and stuff uh actually got a call the other day about an event going on it was a it's a youth lock-in um that's going to be happening right at the very beginning of the year but unfortunately uh the student ministry here will be going on a trip and coming back that day, so we're not going to be able to make that work. But, I mean, it's just those connections, those relationships built between churches and um, the the cooperative networks themselves, the SCBC, the CBA. Those things just, they are ent- entities that exist for uh, to allow these churches to connect in a better way. And, um, and and this was another CBA church, another Chester Baptist Association church, calling me, asking me about the partnership, just getting our students together, kingdom-minded stuff, wanting to see our communities grow in Christ and not worried about, you know, who's got the most in the student ministry on a Wednesday night kind of thing. And um, it's just been good to build some of those those healthy relationships with other pastors and other church leaders and to see our kids um, that go to the same schools, but maybe not the same church. Serve together and have fun together, and learn and grow together in God's Word. Uh, so, for the student ministry, it's been great uh, to see these these uh, different churches come together for certain.
1: And, and I think we got to look at it beyond just a denominational breakdown and denominational unity. Uh, and cross these denominational lines in our communities as well. Because, uh, like, we got a community Thanksgiving coming up, and we're, we're going to partner with a local Church of God. We're going to partner with a local ARP, Associate Reformed Presbyterian Church. We're going to partner with a, uh AME Zion Church, a, a Methodist Church that, that together, we, we represent our community as a whole, whereas just one of us individually cannot reach the demographics that we're we'll reached together. And, and each of us, God has placed here for a purpose. And so do we let secondary or tertiary doctrines corrupt the unity that we have in Christ, because all of those churches believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for the sins of the world that rose on the third day and ascended into heaven and is coming back. Those beliefs are what should bind us together, and and we have to be able to step across those if we're going to really impact the world around us.
0: And, And I think that brings up a good point, is there are lines in the sand that you need to draw for cooperation. So primary doctrine issues, who is Jesus, the way to salvation, the viewpoint of God, you know, those are primary issues that we have to make sure that, hey, that's a line that we probably can't cross and cooperate. But these things that are secondary or even lower than that, absolutely, we need to be able to suck those up to be able to say, hey, let's see the kingdom expand. You know, one of the risks is, well, what if that person, uh, the church down the street grows, right? And my church doesn't grow. Um, the kingdom grows. There you go. There you go. I think we got to lose a little bit of ownership. This fleshed out really well for me a few years ago as a uh, a bivocational youth pastor. Uh, one of the things that was on my heart is there was a church literally at the other end of the street, and uh, I didn't know their youth pastor. The kids in their youth group went to the same high school as the kids in my youth group, and as I sit there one day, I, I thought, you know what. The kid in math class that sits beside Johnny may go to church down the street. And those kids have no idea that both of them have common faith or that both of them are involved in a youth group. And and you know what? I don't even know that youth pastor. So they're doing their, their heart's best to be able to impact students. I'm doing the same thing. Why in the world can't we talk to each other? And we saw a network begin to form for bivocational and volunteer youth leaders um, that ended up having about a dozen churches in it. And uh, just the cool story, I guess, of God's uh, you know God's sense of humor is the fact that the pastor that's sitting across this table from me was uh, a youth pastor at the time. Uh, totally blew me off. <laughs> Did not want to be part of our network, and that's okay, right? I love them anyway. My bad. I love them anyway. So it it does come full circle to talk to you today about cooperation because. Um, You know, we're there today, and uh, it's awesome. So we saw God do some great things by cooperating, and we uh, developed in our students this idea of we're one church. We're not a bunch of different churches, but we're one capital C church, and that's what it's all about.
1: And the benefits from this are that while we may only be able to reach a limited number of people right where we are, cooperating together, our reach goes tremendously further, uh, exponentially further. When we partner with churches, like, like in the Southern Baptist Convention, in a just denominational reach, there, there are churches around the world that we then support. There's churches that are pouring money into the same uh, entities, like the International Mission Board or the North American Mission Board, who reach people across the U.S. and across the world. And so together, we're, we really are better. Uh, we just have to give up this this desire to be that Lone Ranger, to have our name in light and just want to see the name, the glorious name of Jesus in light.
0: That's right. And, and it's uh, to Patrick's point, we've had to learn that in some cases we have to lose the Harmony name to be able to cooperate, and that's okay because it's not about promoting our name, but it's about lifting up Christ. You know, Southern Baptist churches cooperate financially and uh, fund seminaries and missionaries and uh, fund uh, pastors who are retired and need help uh, providing groceries. There's all of those things that one church can't do on on its own, Uh, but 47,000 churches in the Southern Baptist Convention coming together can do it. Um, So how do we start? I mean, TJ, what's, what's one step? If I'm a church and maybe I'm a part of a convention, but I really don't engage, I don't know anybody, I mean, what's some tangible steps that we can take to be able to move in this direction?
2: For me, it was uh, starting to build relationships, right? So having those initial conversations with people, just like you were talking about a second ago, uh, about a pastor down the road that you had no idea who it was, uh, just going and meeting that person or giving them a phone call and talking to them. Um, But for me, uh, getting to know um, our director of missions uh, at the Chester Baptist Association, so getting to know him and then getting to know some of the other pastors through that, and then we made a mention that we were part of the South Carolina Baptist Convention as well, which was, to me, seems a little big to me. Like it's, it's you know, it's the whole South Carolina state convention, you know. So I was kind of nervous about that, not knowing who those guys were, were. Were They seemed like big shots to me, and I'm just this one little guy from a country church. And uh, one day I made a phone call about getting— um, uh, a college that's actually funded through the Baptist Convention uh, to come and do a, a kind of the concert worship ends for us for a D now, and was able to make that connection with a guy up there. And then, um, sitting through the immersion process, which is the discipleship process that we talked about on one of our other podcasts, um, getting to know the guy that was over that and the. Um, the evangelistic strategies, uh, department or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so are starting to, to get to know these people and get to realize that they're real people that desire to see the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, spread throughout wherever they can help spread it. And once you build those relationships and understand that, you know, there are benefits in, in it for you as the church. Um, but I think, uh, I think there's relationships is definitely where it starts. But talking about the the benefits for the church, um, I think a lot of people come into it looking for the benefits instead of looking at how they can benefit others. Which we've talked a lot about that already. You know, a good bit about it, anyways. Already in this episode, you know, what can we do to you know partnerships and, and have these partnerships? But I mean, I think we have to look at it with the the emphasis on you know, what can I bring to the table for other people instead of just what am I getting out of it, right? So instead of this idea of consumer mentality,
0: it's, hey, what can I give? You know, a good example for us is in our partnership, you know, we helped serve at another church's block party. Without our church name on it, we served and served hot dogs and sitting in a uh, dunking tank for hours on end and, you know, ran bouncy houses so that their church could engage with the community that came up so that they weren't busy making that hot dog, but they could stop and have an intentional gospel conversation with their neighbors that came onto their church property for uh, this uh, block party. So that's a way that really what partnership looks like is not what we got, although there's incredible joy in serving, but it's what we could give.
1: And I think those opportunities to serve are what we get out, right? So, We may not have had that opportunity at a block party here. We didn't have that. We had nothing scheduled that day. And so whereas people would have just been sitting at home watching football, they got to go and be a part of God's work with another church. And then you have the relationships that form there. You have the gospel message that's shared with people that wouldn't have heard it or you wouldn't have been in contact with had you not been there. So uh, we're not looking for what we get out, but we certainly are – getting stuff out of it because God's put us in those positions and given us these opportunities and, and that is the reward that he's glorified in what we're doing. Right.
0: So one step that you can take today if you are a volunteer leader if you're a pastor if you run a kids ministry maybe you're a youth guy or lady find someone who's involved in the same sort of ministry at a church near you that's like-minded and get to know them. A lot can be accomplished over a plate of biscuits and gravy, or if you're not from the South, whatever you like to eat, but a lot can be accomplished over a meal, getting to know someone, investing in each other, and uh, you know, if if nothing else goes uh, right with that, you got a new friend, you got a new brother or sister in Christ, Um, so that's what it's all about. So let's cooperate, guys, all right?